Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Troy Kokel, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Episode 16 Ooh. of You Haven't Heard This Music Boss. It was episode 16, season 2, to be precise. We have an excellent episode ahead of us. An exciting episode ahead of us. Don't we, Wayne? Yes, we do. That's Wayne. We have Hello, Wayne with everybody. us. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm very good, man. You sure? Yes, I'm good. I'm glad you're good. Got a smile on your face. You're good. And we also have Neil. Hello. How are you, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Cool. <laughs> and across the seas over in Canada, we have... Hello. ...with us, Choi Kokel. Hello, Choi. Hi. How's everybody doing today? We're good. Are you good? I'm good. I, I'm on my fourth coffee, so I might talk a little fast. That's fine. <laughs> that's good. That That's the closest the Canadians get to drugs over there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, they, well, they, legal, they legalized marijuana here, so... Wow! You know, it's, oh, right. it's about, yeah, it's about as common as as uh, chocolate bars now. So, wow! So just yeah. everybody's high in Canada. Funny, funny story yeah, about marijuana. That, yeah, that. Into the show. Funny story about marijuana. We've recently okay. bought my three and a half year old daughter in, <laughs> a joint <laughs> Disney CD to play in the car. Uh, and there's a song off. It's got all your other Disney classics. And there's a song off the film Moana on there. It's a favourite. But she goes around telling everybody that she's. And she could have marijuana in the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She goes back to nurse on Thursday. That's going to be yeah, interesting, yeah. isn't it? And then I guess oh. the cops show up on, on your doorstep on Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's, what's it like in Canada at the moment with the old uh, drug thing? Well, it's kind of, you know, the, the immediately after uh, legalizing marijuana, uh, suddenly millions of people became way less cool. <laughs> Um, so you know it's kind of like well it's uh it it really uh put a little bit of a rift you know because there are some people and i think it would have been an older demographic perhaps uh that would have been uh you know uh, objected to the change but uh now it's just normal and nobody cares you know so it was it was news for about a month those people that did moan are just lying down in in a garden somewhere (laughs) high (laughs) 
thinking, what yeah. moan? <laughs> what was a moan in yeah. that? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, totally. I actually kind of feel like people just don't care anymore. It's like, well, you know, yeah, we're going to go smoke so it. So commonplace. No, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think we liked it better when it was illegal. At least, at least we felt <laughs> like we were doing something. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> how long has it been? Um, how long has it been legal over there now? I think about three months. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, you know, uh, thankfully though, uh, potato chip sales have gone up uh, by about a thousand percent because everyone's got the munchies. Okay, so on the show as usual, we have our five rounds, our five sections, if you like. We have our first section, which is the head-to-head, where Neil Wayne... Head-to-head! Neil Wayne and I bring a lesser-known song by a lesser-known artist. Piece of music that has been sent to us via the web of the Inters. Uh, Our submissions, we get lots of submissions every week, so... Yeah, we've selected ones that we likes, and we're bringing them putting them against each other. It's not a competition, really. But, you know, Troy gets to decide which one he likes and that one gives that person a point, as it were, or something or another. Yeah. Then we have our hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece! (laughs) And in the hidden masterpiece, Troy has brought a song... Um, the song that it, actually, what song have you brought for the hidden masterpiece? Well, I don't. Know. I give you. A, I give you a couple options. Um, okay, but, which but, one did we choose then? We're going with God bless this mess. God bless this yes. mess. Yes. By Shell. Oh, so good. Shell yep. Cole Crow. Yeah. Shell Crow. By Shell Crow. Good choice. Okay, yep. and then obviously for the uh, forgotten classic, choice brought another song. Forgotten classic. He sent a couple of songs over. Wayne has chosen out of those songs... Bitter in the Sun. Bitter in the Sun. By the Violent Femmes. By the who? Violent Femmes. By the Violent Femmes. I know a few of those. <laughs> um, anyway. And I dated then one in high school. <laughs> I've dated a few. Um, anyway. Then we move on to our... Cover your ears. Cover Watch your ears. Your ears. Yep. It's that hardcore genre musical challenge mode! Go! <laughs> that wow. was his best yet. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> he's oh, rolled into the back of his head and everything. Oh, it, it, it sounded like that. It's, it sounded like that came out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> was, I think it did a bit. He's um, yes, the so of Nurgle. in this section, Neil was challenged by our previous guest, Catherine Alley. Catherine Alley to bring a piece of music from the genre avant-garde pop. And Neil's brought a song by They Might Be Giants, I do believe. Yes, it's the, the song is um, The Guitar, in brackets, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yes, we'll speak more about that later. And then, of course, right at the end, we'll have our Artist Spotlight section. Artist Spotlight! Which will be all about you, Choi. You'll be telling us all about you, what you've got coming up, what you're doing, your music and the likes. Good, good. So... Let's get started. Head to head. Head to head. Right, so who's our winner last week? Yes, Wayne, that is correct. I didn't win. No, it was me last week. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm going first this week, and I have brought a band called Tundra with their song Navy Red. Enjoy. 
Right, okay. so that was Tundra with their song Navy Red. This song was sent to us back in March, I believe. So I'm slowly creeping back through our emails and trying to bring uh, songs that I think are brilliant. These guys formed in uh, Bury St Edmunds in 2016. They are Elliot, Elliot and Catelyn, which is Elliot Roger Brown, Elliot Booth and Catelyn... Pegley, I think her name is. They are a surf punk band, is how they describe themselves. I think this song is brilliant. It's got some fantastic, memorable hooks. Turns up, does what it says. You know, it's got some fantastic bass lines, really hooky um, guitar riffs, and then it's it doesn't outstay its welcome, and it'll stick in your head as well. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Rich? Mm, you know what I think of this music, Wayne? This whole teeny pop punk yeah i'm not a big fan of the old teeny pop punk uh, thing I, it's, I, I i liked the drums in it this isn't teeny pop punk you know it, to me i i sounded very teeny pop punk you're gonna to me. say it's blink 92 again it, i'm not ble- yes that, that 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 vein of music that whole you know um pretty fly for white guy bullshit that don't get rid of the bullshit um edit that out but um yeah, it's that American pop rock I'm not a fan of. Like I said, I like the drums. Um, yes, it just didn't, I'm struggling to try and say something positive, something I don't like. Um, I like the drums. As a genre, no. What was the message? Complain about the weather and complain about your shoes. What did you buy them for? It's a very English thing to complain about. The weather your shoes? Your shoes. Your weather, yeah, I understand that. Where are they from? Uh, Barry St. Edmunds. They formed in Barry St. Edmunds. Where's that? Down south. In this country? Yeah, yeah. Really? I thought they were American. Well, there you go. How about that? Wasn't my cup of tea. I appreciate what they're doing. I do like the drums in it. Yeah, it's not my thing, unfortunately. Neil? I loved it. It uh, To me, it was, um, it was you know, good, upbeat power pop with a, re- with a lovely dirty bass line running through it. Busted. Really, really dirty Really, really gritty bass line. Really, like, I mean, there's so much overdrive on that bass. I loved it. Actually, now you say that, Neil, yeah, I can get on board with that. I did like the bass line on it. And, and as you mentioned, the drums. And, yeah. Uh, musically, it got, it got a bit of an R.E.M.-ish vibe, I thought. There was, a, there was definitely definitely a bit of a bit of 90s rem in there, you know, when they were going through the very grungy period. I mean, I don't know if that just reminded me of Pop Song 89, which I was considering bringing for the uh, for the avant-garde pop later on in the show, but I brought something else in the end. But that was kind of like, the whole point of that was the, the lyrics were very sort of bland and shall we talk about the weather, shall we talk about the government? Uh, and the point they were making was pop songs are boring. So maybe these guys were going down the same route. And you, meant, you mentioned about the um, complaining about your shoes. Well, I think these uh, this band would have good reason to complain about their shoes, because there was definitely a little bit of our favourite genre of uh, shoegaze in there. So I think they spent a long time <laughs> looking at their shoes. And they probably, they probably spent so long gazing at their shoes while, while performing, they realised that the shoes weren't as good as they looked in the shop. So they would have good reason to complain <laughs> about it. Wow. So I, I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Troy. I, I, honestly, I, I loved it. Um, when I listened to the, um, to me, it, it's sort of, it's reminiscent of, um, it's almost like, you know, garbage meets whole meets blondie i yep. i really love the um i really li- really love the uh the groove and the it, i mean you can tell that uh the band yeah i feel like the band um it's it's one of those bands that uh if you listen to them live you just go insane for the music uh, yeah i think um for me 
sometimes lyrics speaks more to the to the emotions uh, rather than the uh, rather than the uh, you know the actual meaning of the song. Uh, but but I, I felt like uh, altogether uh, this is uh, something I would definitely want to put on my record player and uh, crank it up. I'm going to do something unprecedented now. It won't be in the edit because um, oh, it's it going will. to be me listening to the song. Oh, it will because. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, oh, it will. <laughs> I don't usually go back on what I've said, but I'm willing to have another listen now with a different ear. Because I, I, I usually re- refuse to be wrong this time, maybe. We've changed his mind. I don't know. I love that intro. It's great. I know, me too. Like, right now I'm hooked. Turn that shit up. And that stop there, it feels like it shouldn't be there, but it works. Brilliant. Definitely not busted. Conjures up images of like a grungy club to me as well. It's definitely a 1990s feel. Yeah. <laughs> Lifestyle of the rich and the famous. <laughs> no? Really? You like jazz? <laughs> this is where it gets really oriented. Okay, I've had enough. I can't go back on what I've said. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, a few uh, other things uh, about these guys. They were recently played on Steve Lamax BBC Radio Six program, and I, you know me and my little quirks that I like about bands when they write stuff. It all started with Blackbeard's Tea Party. These guys on uh, on their website, they put they love gherkins, card games, making noise, and crashing around on stage. I was getting a bit of Green Day from them. That's what I was getting. Green Day. Early Green Day. Bit, early Green Day, yeah. Good Green Day. Dookie. So maybe yeah. I do like them. I do, I, yeah. You just want to hate it because it's mine. <laughs> no way, because the last one you brought, I did like. You had to like it. It was a strong. <laughs> I didn't have to like it. Um, yeah, Green Day, and I do like Green Day. I just, maybe I didn't listen to it enough times. It's like Neil's last week. I was set out to hate that from the word go, but the more I listened to it... Uh, it's on my playlist name. What did I bring last week? I was a, a metal clown song. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, move on to you then, Rich. Yeah, so this is uh, my song now. Uh, Flat 24 7 and their song City. The, the City. The City. The City. City was done by the ISG. I figured that's why you brought it. No, it wasn't actually. But no, The City by Flat 24 7. Got to leave for bigger and better things. 
feel so far away from home The people in the places and the music over the world We're going boom me at the party cause it's gone real cool I'm staring at the lights and now I'm lying on the floor Things are distorted, I never really thought this I'm poor behind my door When the city is enormous The city is calling me The City by Flat247 That was my song Flat247 This is what he sent to me My name is Michael Corcoran I manage a band called Flat247 They are originally from Derby But have migrated down south to London Their music has prominent funky bass lines Incredible melodies And ear-catching vocals The boys have just released their latest single called The City It doesn't really say anything more than that it just tells me about the, with the playing and stuff But yeah what have I wrote about it? That's what's important here, Wayne and Neil. Yeah, it feels like some sort of, what I've put is, indie ska reggae hybrid, almost avant-garde pop. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine in, being in a film like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, Or Snatch, that, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I love that. It's like a, that, that guitar sound. It's like a really clean sound, but with the treble turned up to 13. If you know what I mean? It's all the way through the song. I love that sound. The drums, simple drum drum. Riffs? Is that even a thing? Yeah. I'm a drummer. I've never. It's simple drum riffs, but done really effectively. You know, like nice rolls in the right places. It's yeah. His voice is good. I like, I like the the breakdown where he's doing a bit of that. It's like a reggae rap type thing. I don't. You know what I mean? 
That's, yes, I like it. I love it. I love it. What else have I put? They only have 66 monthly listens on Spotify, which to me was amazing because they have a sound which should demand more listens than that, I think. But yeah, I like it. What did you think? Over to Neil. I absolutely loved it. I think um, one of the things that helped me appreciate is I've, I've developed a real appreciation for reggae late, lately, which wasn't there really six months ago. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I would go as far as to say, I think this is probably one of the best head-to-head songs we've had on the show. I absolutely loved it. It's, you mentioned the clean guitar. That's it, The production, all the instruments, everything just cut through just right. I mean, it starts with a really prominent bass line. Not distorted like Wayne's song, but it, you know, it, it worked for Wayne's song. But it's it just a really clear pounding bass line. And then that clean guitar just comes in over the top of it. And everything just... It's got a sort of laid, laid back vibe, but an urgency about it as well. That makes no sense. <laughs> I get you, I get you. You feel mellow, but you're going somewhere while, you know, it's... Yeah. You're reaching your destination, and you'll get there when it's appropriate. But I was, I mean, I was, I was listening, to, I listened to it today while I was working. I just had it on in my headphones, and I put it on YouTube. It kind of automatically found um, a tw- uh, flat twenty four seven playlist and started playing through all their songs. And first time I've ever done that, really, with one of these head to head artists. I thought I want to hear all the other stuff, and I was really disappointed that there were only three songs on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I loved them all, but this was the best of the three. But the, 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 they were all really good. Um, so yeah, I liked it a lot. Cool. Troy? Yeah, I really, I dug it. I I felt it was, with listening to it, it was almost kind of like, I was. it was reminiscent, and it's not the, exactly the same type of music, but it sort of felt like, you know, you're, you, I had hints of Duran Duran, some Bjork, a little bit of Bjork in there, just because of some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the, I don't know if it was electronic, but there were some sonics in there that I really felt were reminiscent of that. Very vibey. Um, and I love that they sing with their own accents, which is like, you know, I don't, the, in Canada, because we're just, you know, we don't believe in You have an American accent in Canada, don't you? <laughs> yeah. It, we, we sing exactly where we're trying to promote it. So it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we're going to Australia, all of a sudden, you know, we're we're using "Good Day, Mate" too many times. It's, it's, it's it, it is something that we do, uh, and I love that they've taken. To me, it feels like you kind of hit the nail on the head when you talked about ska and reggae, and they've sort of really effectively taken some a variety of genres and brought them together into something that, to me, is pretty unique. Um, production's really strong. I can hear everything, but it's not too. Uh, loud and and it's just really well done i agree i agree yeah wayne what did you think it's brilliant isn't it? it's it's it is uh it's great it's it's got a great it's a great song it's got a great video something neither of you have mentioned is two-tone 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 yeah what about them no it's a genre two-tone scar two-tone that sort of oh, song um all right so mm, i was getting i'm not familiar what what neil was saying there with the urgency but it's laid back look it's a song i'm going to say to both of you is ghost town by the specials oh of course yeah mm. oh um oh god how's that go this town ah is coming like a ghost town do, 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 specials do. that's a good yes yeah, that's that's what i was getting from this there's a band i've recently watched over the summer called kyoko and these these guys are doing the same sort of thing you start that sort of indie reggae vibe going to it this is this is really really good this you know, it's very rare we get something that 66 month of listens feels... I'm shocked at that. Yeah, yeah it, it is feels shocking. like a kick in the balls, that does, to be honest. Um, Maybe they're quite new, I'm not sure. It doesn't, they don't so they've only got three songs on YouTube, so it's quite possible. This is one of them. I 
I'm the same as you. I look for these guys. I, I tried to find anything I could out about them. All I got was they're a four-piece alternative indie band that are based in London and originally from Derby with a French drummer. That's that's literally all I could find out about them. They need to them. put themselves out there more, yeah, I think. That's it. Um, it gives me like a sense of a city band. You know, like on a Friday night, you walk past a, a bar and you can hear these guys yeah. playing. You know, and it would be a city-centric uh, sort of band. Yeah. The thing, that. the thing yeah. that I love most about this is as well the the song the city. Now the only other song I can think of called City was a song we did in the ISG, and the message in that was pretty much the same as the message in this song as well, which was I thought you know. So I, this place I, isn't I, doing I was, anything for me. I need to get out and get to the yeah. city. Mm. Makes you want to smash your, your guitar on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that is, which uh, is what our guitarist did to that. Yeah. To that song on stage, he said, "I'm leaving," and then he did. Yeah, the, the, lyric, the lyrics were it. The lyrics; th- those were the lyrics. The, well, how did you start? He said, um, "Do do 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 do." This, um, oh, I forgot. Something, something, something. Yeah. I'm leaving, mm. and those were the lyrics in the song. And just as he said that, smashed his guitar and walked out because the, the sound tech wasn't doing his job properly. So just yeah, yeah, <laughs> smashed the guitar and walked out. Yeah. This Most is, rock and roll thing we ever did. This is this is brilliant, Rich. <laughs> yes. It's a hell of a find. I'm going to go and check my email, see if you send it to us. I, um, I did wonder that. <laughs> I, I don't remember seeing you, that. What, 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 what you'll find is, <laughs> when I find a song I like, I'll send it to you, but I won't I won't stick a heading like um, <laughs> Richie recommends, anything like this. I'll just leave it as it is. <laughs> or you'll put, you'll put a misleading heading like, this is not a dog shit, avoid. <laughs> no, 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 because if uh, I no, put that... You'll, you'll open it. So yeah, I'll just leave those ones blank usually. Yeah. Keep them for myself. Brilliant. Are we all spent on this one? Yes, I think so. So <clears> we'll <throat> move on to Neil and his song. Right, so my song is Titans of Doom with their song Extra Extra. Now this is a world exclusive because it isn't actually released until the 15th of September, but we do have permission to play it on the podcast.
ones who trust and not be scum The pop they got us baking Turn the lives of the rich and famous Turn the pages, turn the gossip tables If you're mostly breaking Among the aims of life is death and war Spread across the center of the rack on pages 23 and 24 A group of pictures that miss questions More like how the only victims of these blanket bombs are school kids They tend to fall Agendas pouring out left and right Focus on distraction pieces to detract attention from the messy pipe Digress away into the section of the TV guys are weak, I make the thing is not entertaining but it's really bad Clearly lies about the vision of our generation Live inside the bubble of the fake news simulation The war for the mind of physical continuation The state is coming back straight outside from inspiration Extra, extra Okay, so that was Titans <coughs> and Doom with their song Extra Extra. Um, this one took me by surprise a bit because um, I, I work with the um, with one of the members, um, the 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 DJ slash producer, a uh, chap called Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kevin and Perry. <laughs> no, sorry, his DJ name is Rusty Nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Apologies, Kevin. You've got, you've got a stage name that uh, I don't know about. But yeah, he just um, really wasn't um, what I was expecting because he, he described his band to me, and I couldn't really visualise it. Um, so they were three piece consisting of um, a DJ, guitarist, and singer, and sort of the sort of genres he was he was describing. Kind of, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't visualise it, or you know, whatever the whatever the uh, the sonic version of visualises. And also, uh, Kev's a bit, of, a bit of a bit of a metalhead. I went to see Slipknot with him a few years ago. So I was, ex- and with a name like Titans of Doom, I was expecting something much heavier. But yeah, when I listened to it, I was actually pleasantly surprised because first of all, it was good, and it was it was very um, it was very original. It's not the sort of thing I would normally go for, but it was just just got a really really hooky beat to it. And yeah, you can you got that only. EDM thing going on with like a really sort of um, a really sort of clear guitar underneath, Sim- similar to um, not nothing, nothing like it, but a similar sort of thing to what we said about Rich's song, where it's got a sort of there's like a laid back undercurrent, but then there's something really intense over the top. It's like when, when you know when the, the vocals start um, after the sort of the bit where August quiet and you have that public service announcement type thing. It just comes in with so much force and energy. It's like you can't help but nod your head to it. 
And uh, what really got my attention was the press kit they sent through to us, actually. I mean, the song is all about, it's sort of a, uh, a Mickey take, uh, the British media, really, you know, extra, extra. Um, and it, it's basically just calling out the fact that the media lie to us. And, you know, it's, well, you know, kind of, I'm sure you've heard in Canada, Troy, that uh, British politics are a bit, is in a bit, a bit of a mess at the moment for various reasons. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think world politics are in a bit yeah. of a mess right now. But in yes. particular hours, particularly with a, a certain event that's um, pending at the end of uh, end of October, right? Uh, you know the whole the whole political scene seems to be run by whoever's got the most money and whoever can shout the loudest, uh, and that's what this song's about, really. And I actually sent through this electronic press kit with like a, a mock up of uh, the front line of a front, sort of front page of a newspaper, which they called the Scum. <laughs> um, uh, I'll read you what they put. Um, this is, these are their words. So if anybody gets offended by it, um, it it's, it's not me that wrote this. But uh, extra, extra, Titans of Doom, world exclusive, the scum says, in what can only be described as a typical European show of disrespect, Titans of Doom are back with their new single, Extra Extra, due for release on the 15th of September 2019. An audacious assault on the British media, Extra Extra, will be released on a date that marks 55 years to the day since a certain tabloid first went to press. I'm guessing that would be the... um, the paper that the scum is based on. Their disdain for growing right-wing populism is hardly surprising, given that their their singer, in um, quotation marks, is brown and has a beard. <laughs> he probably <laughs> voted Remain, if he voted at all. The bloody hippie. If they weren't such lazy artistic types, they'd probably be stealing your job right now. If you love Britain, and occasionally but patriotic... And occasionally but patriotically shout free Tommy you won't listen to this film you won't buy their EP when it's out on the 1st of November 2019 and you certainly won't go to see them live at the EP launch at the Actress and Bishop on the 2nd of November 2019 we were on the guest list of that, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the children? So, yeah, just, you know, the whole market... They, they've clearly put a lot of effort into it. You know, the whole marketing spiel, it's... Um, I, I enjoyed it. I partly connected with it politically. But, uh, yeah, it, it was... So, uh, what did you think, Wayne? Well, you just thought with me. Right, we've been doing this podcast for... Well, I don't know month-wise, but since April last year. April of 2018. Neil, this is the best song you've ever bought. Hands down. It... it Eclipses every other piece of crap you've ever bought. Jack Savaretti was all right. Jack, he doesn't deserve. He doesn't belong on here. Technically, I shouldn't have bought Jack Savaretti. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, it's it, it reminds me of Asian Dub Foundation. Uh, oh, I, can, I can get on board and, with that, And yeah. the Asian Underground sound that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but it's heavier, almost sort of stretching into the Prodigy. I was thinking that. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing them live, actually, because mm. I'm wondering, like, you know, the Prodigy are one of those bands, well, were one of those bands, uh, R.I.P. Keith, who, you know, kind of, they, they were famed for their live show. I mean, they, mm. they weren't a bad band to listen to, mm. but their show had just, just so much yeah. energy, so... Yeah. Expect, this, we've got high hopes for you, lads. Yeah. This, uh, this song, it feels fresh, and it's exciting, it's aggressive, and it's really impressive. It's it's brilliant now. Mm. Um, Joy? Yeah, I, I I really dug it. You know, for me, um, I'm a big Eminem fan. Um, and I'm not saying this is Eminem, but it, you can, you, they've taken sort of, you know, a, a really great uh, rap uh, cadence and they've mashed it up with some, you know, really amazing EDM uh, parts. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a songwriter and music producer, so I can appreciate that a great deal. You know, the, the only thing I, I would have liked to have heard would have been maybe a breakdown 
because the message to me, like I had a little bit of a hard time. It could be because I'm from, you know, Canada, but <laughs> I had a bit of a hard time hearing the lyrics and I feel like it, it's a really important message. Um, and I would hope that when they put this song out, that they'll do a lyric video so that whoever, whomever's uh, listening will be able to catch all of it because I think it's a really important message that they're, um, that they're singing about. And, and I just love that they're, uh, taking this, uh, you know, because the, definitely the music fits the, fits the message for sure. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's a great, uh, great, uh, hooky, uh, production, uh, techniques and just really, really awesome. Cool. Um, everybody's looking at me. This is, this for me, what I've wrote down is, this is Chaser Status meets Pendulum meets Prodigy meets Subfocus, 16-bit. Uh, it's got bits in it. They've taken bits from the 90s, like Snap, KLF, uh, Max, like that early 90s dance scene. You can hear it in the background, some of the effects they've got going on. They've took some of the best of some... Uh, it's my favourite genre of music well one of my favourite genres of music I love drum and bass I love 90s dance I love what they've done here it's just yeah I, 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 they've, they've created a masterpiece I love it big words but I agree mm. so yeah but now we have the all important oh, decision what's going to happen Troy <laughs> out of all three songs which one did you favor? The, all of the songs today were really, really great. But if I had to pick one, uh, definitely Tundra Navy Red because I'm a big, big uh, garage band fan. Um, you know the mid to late '90s stuff. And I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying the whole song is throwback. I'm just feeling like if I I could listen to the first minute of that record uh, all week. So Tundra Navy Red is is my pick. Well done, Wade. Thank you very much. <laughs> if, if it's any consolation, which I would have voted for you. Oh, you know what. I struggled. I'd have struggled with anybody's advice. It was, for yeah, to, to be fair, it was it, it was very close this week. Because I think yeah. when I heard your song, I would, Rich, I went, your song's fantastic. I thought my song's up there. I, I really, really like my song. I heard Neil's song, I just went, oh, should be Neil's this week because it's, it's... They're yeah, all great, they are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, a lot of times for me, it, because uh, I'm in the songwriting business and, and we're always listening for lyrics and making sure that there's a message there because that's what keeps people around. But personally, I, I'm definitely a groove vibe uh, listener as opposed to, you know, necessarily uh, if you're looking at what is the best. So that's just, that would be, Tundra Navy Red would be spinning on my vinyl put it like this, collection. I went up to Kevin at work um, yesterday and uh, I, I told him we were going to feature his song on the podcast mm. and all the rest of it. I, mean, I told him a couple of weeks ago, we we're, we're going okay, to record the episode tomorrow with your song on. And I explained a bit about what the head-to-head was, and I guess, um I don't know what everybody will make of it, but uh, I will tell you now, you haven't won. Because <laughs> one of the songs is amazing. I guess, well, you know, obviously you think it's good. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> to be honest, mate, you're all right. <laughs> but, 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 but when I said that, I, I was thinking, Richie's song would win hands down. And, after, after that debacle, when your song beat Evelyn Evelyn that week, all bets are off for me. You can never tell. <laughs> yeah. Never tell. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's another victory for me that's two on the bounce so it's seven Level to me pegging. no seven to me now that's that should be six on there should it yeah it's seven to me wow. six to rich and three to neil just want to shout out to the other bands as well because as well as tundra we had flat 24 7 and titans of, titans doom. of doom check all 
these guys out there. Check out the other bands. They're, they're all fantastic. They're, they all have fantastic music, and I've enjoyed listening to them a lot this week. So, yeah, they'll all be in the show notes. Check them out. And we'll look forward to the Titans of Doom uh, launch party. Hell, yeah. Mm. I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Get back out on the street. <laughs> Felt like a threat more than <laughs> something to do. I don't know what that meant. What oh meant well, us. thank you very much, yeah. Troy. So we move on now to the So as always, the hidden masterpiece. The hidden masterpiece is a lesser-known piece of work by somebody that's famous that the guest believes is as good, if not better, than their more popular works. And this week, Troy has brought... What have you brought, Troy? God Bless This Mess from Cheryl Crow. You have. Tell us about this song. Why do you like this song? Why do you think this is a hidden masterpiece? Well, firstly, uh, just to give you a little context, I'm a huge Cheryl Crow fan, and and I loved all of her albums all the way from day one. And, you know, as time went on, in her career uh, her music she, she always tried new things and I really admired her as an artist for that but there was this one track on the Detours album in 2008 that sounded like she turned on uh, one of those old cassette those tiny mini cassette recorders and just played an idea that she had and and then they just took that recording and just stuck it on the album last minute and to me in my mind the song not only was you know master crafted uh, in terms of actual songwriting craft, but it was very topical in the United States. It was after 9/11, and there was a lot of a lot of talk that you know that that why 9/11 happened was not because of, uh, of what we were told in the media. And so she she spoke to that in the in the song, but also spoke generally to the what I feel was the the mood in the in the country, you know, close to the um, economic crash, and it was just so it was just such a timely and so well crafted piece of work i i it's always been at the top of my playlist so cool i i was kind of struck by this it kind of set me back i didn't i didn't expect it it's a it's a nice nice piece of folk is what it is it's this song isn't about the, the music so much I don't think it's all about the mess it's all about the message I'm not saying it's a bad song it is a good song it's a fantastic song and the way she's like you say it's like it's been a, it feels like a, a last minute thought you know she just recorded it in the bedroom on, on, on one of those old ta- tape cassette players I think that was that was obviously intentional it, it makes the song more relatable it makes it feel more real it makes you connect with the message a bit more I think and uh, it's I think it's a message that we all connect with anyway you know the the state of the world the state uh, the way things are at the moment it's such a good song uh, i don't know about the stats and how popular it is but i'd imagine that it is quite quite hidden it's not one that was going to ever make it mainstream but i don't think she ever wanted it to either no it's definitely to me it was definitely a message song you know she wanted to say something about the state of of america and about the state of you know the general happiness in the in the uh, in the country and you know i don't know that it's improved since then but but i can tell you that uh you know it was just one of those songs at the time and especially the last last few lines of the song uh it just seemed like wow she was really kind of taking a chance and i admired her for that for being brave to do that but then also putting the song on that was uh you know it sounded like like i say it sounded like someone turned on a cheap recorder and just uh, captured it and so it's it's always been one of those songs that I, I just really yeah. love. I think it's not just America I think she's echoing the frustration that we all around, people all around the world have especially us in, at the moment in, in Britain we all we, we, sure. we, we all feel that but um, yeah 
for, in, for all intents and purposes, the way it's recorded, the way it's produced, it should be awful, but it's not. It's, yep. it's far from it. What do you reckon there, yep. Wayne? Um, yeah, yeah, I bloody love this. It's and neither of you have mentioned this, and I was waiting for one of you to say this is four chords and the truth. And I bloody love four chords and the truth. You know, it's stripped back, and all you need is the message and and the truth that, that comes through. And it's, it's fantastic. You know, it's it's what two minutes and forty. That's a good band name. That is four chords and the truth. <laughs> it's like two minutes and forty seconds. Is it it's something like that? It's I'm not sure a long that rhyme. used on a YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's actually two 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 minutes nine. Two minutes nine. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. it's a, not a long song at all. It's just the great truth and the satire in there. You know, it's a song of two halves. You start the song with her explaining about, you know, mum's making kitchen, uh, dinner in the kitchen and we're doing this and it's a family get-together. You know, God bless this mess, which is like, it's it's something you buy on a little plaque you stick on the wall, you know. Yeah. Look, look at look, look at this. Don't worry about what it looks like. Just please bless it because this is us. This is how we are. Do you know something else as well? No, it's like usually if somebody did a song like that, you think, "Oh, it's a good song," but I don't, you know, because they need to record it better. All this, all that. The way it's been recorded actually becomes part of the song. Yeah, it gives it an earthy feel. Whereas usually that's, yeah. oh, it's just been recorded awful. No, that's part of the song. That which, yeah, this. Yep. Oh. See, I find it, it's, it's angry in a country way as well. You know, and, and it's angry in a Canadian kind of way. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the the evolution of the song. It's a story song. You know, she sets up what you're looking at. You're looking at this this family from the from the inside, and then it's then she changes that to about a brother coming back from the war, and he's not the same guy. And then she goes on to attack what happens. You know, going into a false war and and all the rest of it. It's it's brilliantly crafted. Really, really effortless. That's how I find this. It's effortless. Yeah, agree. I, I liked it a lot. Um, funny, funny story about this. Um, right, Rachel, uh, my wife, always uh, pays a lot of, um, uh, expresses a lot of interest in the hidden masterpiece and the forgotten classics. She, she asked me today what they were. Told her the, the, the hidden masterpiece was um, uh, God Bless This Mess, that's what she called, isn't it, by yeah. Cheryl Crow. She says, oh, let's, let's have a listen then. I put it on and she said, this is really different. It doesn't sound like any of her other stuff at all. And I thought, to me, it's, you know, it's everything um, Cheryl Crow's about. You know, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with you at all. And we had a conversation about it. She said, yeah, that really took me by surprise. She goes, it was really good. It was not what I was expecting at all. Anyway, a conversation progressed for a bit and it turned out she thought I'd said Cheryl Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah yeah a little funny story um but yeah back back to the song i yeah um i mean you pretty much said it all i mean just expounding on what wayne said a bit it's pretty pretty much what what you what you said the progression of the song it's like i didn't see it quite how you just put it and you you just put it into a lot more context for me but it, it was like it kind of took me by surprise that you had this sort of really for three verses the first one being really positive and really you know you describe in his family setting and everybody's you know it's like it's almost like a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner or whatever and you know it's messy and it's chaotic but it, it's great because you know everybody's there and then it kind of shifts to sort of an outward look where it gets very melancholic very quickly it's almost like you know kind of well this town ain't what it used to be and like you say yeah. the brother isn't what he used to be and all the rest of it and then it gets really dark and they start mentioning 9-11 and it's like all of us well she starts mentioning 9-11 it's like I didn't expect that I didn't see that coming from the rest of the, the rest of the I just want to jump in there. It's the God bless this mess changes from the first time she says it to the last time. Yeah. The God bless this mess is, oh, look at our family. Yeah. We're, we're not perfect, but, you know, bless us anyway yeah. too. 
yeah. look at us as a fucking species. We're doomed. Yeah. So for fuck's sake, help us. He kind of go. He kind of goes from happy to dark very quickly, mm. and and that that got my attention. And that we well, you know I like dark songs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciated that. So for me. 100% well, masterpiece. Well, I've, I've got some stats. I can't now. imagine the stats would say... Um, well, um, this... I want to give you some just bits and bobs. Uh, so, she's from Missouri. Uh, is Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow? Let me say Cheryl Crow. Let me say Cheryl Crow. We've all done it tonight, haven't we? Yeah, Cheryl Crow is from Missouri. Uh, she was once a backing singer for Michael Jackson, and she went on the wow, international... Wow, did not know that. Uh, on, I did, I did know that. She went on the uh, Bad Tour internationally. Mm-hmm. Her first album went unreleased. She didn't release it. She, didn't she sing I Just Want to Stop Loving You with Michael Jackson? Uh, yeah, she used to sing the, the lady parts. Yeah. I Can't Stop yeah. Loving You. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. She wrote a Bond theme, which I totally forgot about. Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and that, that was all about the media, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it was Rupert Murdoch, basically, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah so, the villain was Rupert Murdoch. So here's the stats. This song doesn't feature on, on the top five on Spotify. Never heard of this song um, at all. The top two songs on Spotify are All I Want to Do is with 63 million streams, and the other one is If It Makes You Happy with 48 million streams. They're the top two. I would have thought she'd have had more than that for that one. Well, that's, that's, that's just Spotify, bear in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil, hit a masterpiece. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> um, it's I'd say it's probably what my fav- favorite hidden masterpiece in Search Tankian. It's in fact it's probably but yeah, in fact it's my favorite hidden masterpiece that we've had. I think yeah. definitely a hidden masterpiece. Even better than Alicia's. Uh, Alicia, Alicia's attic was a, it wasn't as good a song. It was more hidden, but it wasn't a, as much of a masterpiece as this. This is a this is a true masterpiece. Oh, I think. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you got two massive ticks in those boxes. Is it hidden? One hundred percent. Never heard of this song before. Yeah. You know, is it a masterpiece? Jesus Christ! This isn't a masterpiece. What are we even doing sitting here? Yeah, you I agree. I mean? So yeah, and thank you for bringing it, Choi. To be honest, mate, because. I probably never would have heard it otherwise. No, no, there's no chance, no. There's no chance. Is yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it's such a great song. Yeah. Such a great song. 100% cool. Hidden Masterpiece. Yes, yeah, straight into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame. Your nothing will be sent through the post tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Expect it never. <laughs> so, our next section is... Forgotten. Our forgotten classic, this is the section where we, we take a piece of music that back in the day was an absolute banger, everybody knows it, but for some reason it doesn't get played on the radio very much anymore, you hardly hear it. For example, Baz Luhrmann with his song Sunscreen. So Troy, the song that you have brought for your forgotten classic. Yes, Violent Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes. I am violent! Violent <laughs> Femmes! <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, tell us about this song why do you believe this is a forgotten classic why do you like this song it's one and and you know when we say classic so i feel like there are lots of classics of course were huge on radio and 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 this song for me personally because i didn't hear it when it first came out i actually heard it after the fact and this song uh not only was on on alternative radio back in the in the 90s ad nauseum and especially in in north america but there i've heard this song so many times in movies it's uh it's just ridiculous but it sort of had its life 
And uh, and I just thought, man, this is just such a fun track about something really dark and frightening, which is drug addiction. It's just really one of those songs that I, I feel like, man, I can't get enough of it, uh, even though it's, you know, over 25 years old. So hmm. Puts me in mind of yeah. Vietnam movies. Don't know why. Yeah. Well, no, shortly after. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's twenty, not twenty-five years old. It's over that. It's 1983. This was released. Yeah, is it? Uh, ni- 1983. Oh yes, yeah. you're right. Seventy-six yeah. million streams of this song. You say it's about drug addiction. Did you say Troy? Yeah, I mean, it's it, if you if you read, it's really just one of the. It's probably one of the most simple. One of the. It's got a very simple pop form to it, but it's just basically about being strung yeah, out. The, uh, and, the only um, reason I ask and, is because everywhere I looked. It, Every everything I read, it's about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I got. You're just thinking the line yeah. about staining the sheets, staining <laughs> the sheets, big hands. I know you're the one. <laughs> you know, uh, blister in the sun. Oh wow, no. So yeah, so uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so that last... I've never got a blister from. It. <laughs> you're not doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wow. yeah, that's that's what I got uh, from it. Yeah, as you're saying, featured in song, uh, featured in films. It was in Gross Point Blank, the John Cusack film. If oh, you know yes. that brilliant film, that yeah. Yeah. Um, they feel like. Yeah. To me, uh, the Violent Femmes, they feel like a Weezer from the '80s. If you know what I mean, a Weezer type band from yeah. the '80s. I think teenagers do it, bike. The thing that was Weezer. Sorry. The thing, the thing that's great, interesting about this band, what I loved about it is that when they came out in the 80s, you know, everything on radio was pushing towards, you know, it was disco and uh, electronic music. And these guys had stand-up bass, guitar, and drums. And, and it was raw, acoustic, and just completely thro- in the face of everything that was popular at the time. And um, you know, it just—it's still one of the few pieces of work that stands up after all these years. So it's always been a favorite of mine. I agree. It is—it it is something that's—it's a sound that will stand the test of time. It, it would have worked in the seventies. It would have worked in the eighties. It would have worked in the nineties. It works today. It is a song that will age well. Yeah, it's almost got a gypsy swing vibe to it. Yeah, th- those like la- la- lazy vocals as well. Something about them that's quite, I find, hypnotic. It draws, draws you in. I, mm, Neil? See, it's interesting you've gone with what it led into. You meant you mentioned, like, uh, Wheatus. Did you say Wheatus? Weezer. 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 Yes, yes, he said Wheatus. Yeah, so you, you mentioned, like, what it's gone into. I kind of looked back a bit, and I, I could hear elements of, like, the clash in it. Yeah. And that kind of thing. It was, um, I mean, in terms of forgotten classic, uh, I'm not going to blame my load early like I did last time. But, Look, uh, apparently, this is what this song's all about. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or drugs. But, yeah, you always think of the forgotten classic ground when you, you see a title come through on an email and you think, I don't recognise that. And then you stick it on straight away, and it might be for the films, it might have been Grace Point Blank, but I'm like, I've heard this, I recognise mm. this. Um, and that's that's normally, I mean, I won't say say yet, but that's normally the, the sign of a good forgotten classic for me, that uh, you've forgotten it so much that you've forgotten what the song actually was. Exactly what you said I've got written down here. I, said um, I knew it as soon as it came on, but I couldn't tell you who it was by and what it was called. We've had a few like that, haven't we? We've yeah. had a few forgotten classics kind of like and that. And exactly what you were just saying, the last little note I wrote at the bottom here was, I think I've absorbed it by osmosis. Yeah, you know, it's that, there. that's how yeah. I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. 
I mm. uh, Rachel had to listen to it, and uh, she said she'd, she'd heard of the Violet Femmes, but not this song. I th- I personally think this is a forgotten good song. I don't. Then oh. it can sound like listening to it. Get it. We, we haven't quite got that far <laughs> yet, know. anyway. Um, but, uh, interesting fact, Rachel. Well, maybe maybe may find interesting fact that she um, mentioned about the band is they appeared on an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. As in the, the, the old, good one. The old family-friendly yeah. one, not the new dark satanic one. <laughs> mm. oh, I really enjoyed, actually, the new dark satanic one. It was all right. I gave it with the second Going slightly off track, I gave it with the second season because Sabrina's a silly bitch who don't know what the fuck she's doing. Well, she is, to be fair. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> learn your fucking lesson, Sabrina. Stop doing the same shit over and over. By episode three of the second season, I'll give up. Fucking... Oh, I watched them both. I enjoyed them. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, apparently they, they featured on on the original series. Um, so yeah, so. interesting fact I found out about the Violent Femmes. They were discovered by James Honeyman Scott of the Pretenders. Buskin. Oh, that's that's where they were discovered. Yeah, she had got a bit of a Chrissy Hine voice. <laughs> I don't think there's a girl in the band. No, I was just saying I don't think there's a girl in the band. <laughs> well, they're, they're vital, vocal. Yeah, they're all blokes, okay. I believe. Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. Because one of them was trying to sue the other one for maybe, using... Maybe it's, maybe it's a name the Violent Femmes. I just assumed they were women. I think that's been ironic, uh, yeah. to be honest, yeah. Do you reckon they were really violent? Did they smash up the stage? I don't think they'd be able to get away with that band name today. I don't know, I think so. Don't know. Yeah. Mm. So. That's possible. So. Well, I seriously thought it was a female vocal. No, it's not. I keep doing that. I was convinced that the, the bloke off the Rasmus was a woman for ages. I mean, uh, sometimes you can, you can you can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it may, maybe it does sound a bit... No, this, was, this sounded male. <laughs> <laughs> not to Neil. <laughs> no, I just thought it was a very angry woman. <laughs> <laughs> right, forgotten classic. That's that's what the question this is. This is a difficult one for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Neil, 100%. See, so it doesn't matter what you think. For me, a forgotten classic <laughs> has to be one where you go, "Fucking hell, yeah!" That's it's such a such, it's like you hear it and go, "Whoa, that this this tune, remember this? This doesn't do that." It's like, "Oh, I remember this, yeah." It's a good song. It's a forgotten good song for me. So maybe I just think Chrissy Hines sounds like a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> um, In that case, that you you must think most women sound like blokes. Because most women sound like Chrissy Hine to you. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't like jazz and only hears Chrissy Hine. Either way, sing. it's a forgotten classic. Well done. Two for two, Troy. Two, two for two. two for well two. done, Troy. Hooray. So, right. That, that, for the regular we're moving listeners. on to this next section, which Neil is about to introduce. The intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Proceed. The intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go! So, yes, this week, Neil was challenged by Catherine Alley to go out and find some avant-garde pop. Neil came with, take it away with... They might be giants with their song, The Guitar, in brackets, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Tell us about it, Neil. Tell us about it. Well... I was looking at some avant-garde pop, um, and I was looking at notable artists and stuff, and then it occurred to me, I am a massive They Might Be Giants fan. Who isn't a massive They Might Be Giants fan? You can't, I mean, okay, it's a bit of a cop-out, they're a bit mainstream, but it's... I don't think they are mainstream, they're quite a hidden hidden band, I think. Uh, 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 Just just to put in context, Chris um, Lind, what's his name? 
from the B-sides earlier, Chris... Chris Linton. Chris Linton, how many monthly listens? Um, he's got... To the nearest thousand. Ne- 950,000. 920,000. They might be joined. They might be joined. There you go, then. There you go. They are. Richie's right there. They're more hidden away. Oh, OK. Well, fair enough. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's like, why didn't I think of this before? I mean, you can't get much more avant-garde than they might be joints. <laughs> Do you know they might be joints, uh, Troy? Uh, I have heard the band. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out some... Um, some avant-garde pop, or what Google is telling me is avant-garde pop, and I'm not really liking it. Uh, and then, and then uh, suddenly, Day Might Be Giants came to my head, and I thought, well, why not? But then, my challenge was which song to bring, because I, I love They Might Be Giants so much, and, uh, you know, my shortlist was, uh, of course, the classic Fingertips. Fingertips. Which is, which is very avant-garde. Fingertips. And then, of course, We there was, can do that all the way through right now. Yeah. <laughs> what's that blue thing? Doing here? Who's the guy who hit me in the eye? (laughs) Who's knocking on the wall? All alone, all alone, all by myself. I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. I walk alone, dark and corridor. Back on track, boys. Back on track. Me, me Rich loved that song. <laughs> and he's so avant-garde. And then yeah. there's like... Why like, didn't you bring that? I was tempted. And then there was... There, of course, there was a hit they had, um, Birdhouse in Your Soul, Absolutely. which is quite weird. And then there's a, there's a there's this one called Dinner Bell, which has the line, salivating dog, good dog in it. Which, <laughs> and, and then put your hand inside the puppy's head, good particle man. <laughs> particle man, particle man, hit on the head with a frying pan. Yeah. And you could have chose Weird Al. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting a bit upset here. You're not choosing my favourite. And and then they could, my all-time favourite, the statue got me high. No, you did. No, you did. <laughs> Doctor Worm. Doctor Worm. Oh, I've forgotten about Doctor. I'm worm. not a real doctor. I am an actual worm. <laughs> <laughs> Was it something like Rabbi Vole playing the drums? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, it's, I, I, I spent an evening listening to They Might Be Joined. So did I last night. That's exactly what I did. To decide which song to bring. I did come across during my evening of They Might Be Joined. A brilliant, like, there's an American, it must have been like a podcast or, like, you know, like visual radio, you know, they've yeah. got like a radio show, but, uh, you know, there's a video. Like, what we, what we tried to do. Uh, and they were inviting bands to come into the studio and they give them a list of songs and they'd have to pick a song from the list to cover. But obviously, the later you went in, you couldn't play something somebody had mm. already chosen, so the list got smaller. And the gather when they might be giants went in, there wasn't much left. So they chose tub thumping. But they didn't know the words, so they got this choir to sing along with them. And it's absolutely brilliant. What have forgotten classic tub thumping? Google they might be joined to tub thumping. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, uh, I'll I'll definitely check that out. So, uh, yeah, I had a very pleasant evening. um, And and in the end, I just decided this this was the most avant-garde song I could find. I mean, Fingertips is just... Fingertips goes a bit too weird. Albuquerque by Weird Al. That, that, was, <laughs> a, that was a contender as well, but it's too long. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this this song, it's like, it just sums up avant-garde pop to me, because it's like, okay, you take a classic song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and you make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> In the spaceship, the silver spaceship, the lion takes control. I love that. It's very dark, it kind of gets into your soul. It's like, what is the lion taking control of? You know, I kind of... It's the sort of thing where <laughs> If you're anything like me, you wake up at three in the morning wondering who the lion was on the phone to. <laughs> it, it gets into your soul. I think this podcast becomes like therapy to you sometimes, Neil. It does, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you know, you kind of got all this. So you got this, this, this two, this like dual thing going on. You got all these sort of riffs, and there's a guitar playing. Who's playing the guitar? Is it Jim? I don't know. Well, what's going on? And it intersperses with this sort of story set to the the classic lion sleeps tonight of a lion in a silver spaceship escaping and taking control and boning somebody, and it just yeah, it just messes with your head. Yeah, that was my song. Right, let's start. <laughs> let's start with Troy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I of what I heard of the band, I really loved the, this band. Uh, the the way they approach their uh, their songwriting and their production, and uh, just very creative. And and I love that they use a lot of natural, organic sounds mixed with electric and electronic and. Uh, and of course, regular instruments and uh, just really creative, uh, very very different. Uh, to me, uh, a band that is that that helps shape you know new music for a, a new generation. So, just a really cool tune. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm going next. I I love Dame Might Be Giants. I think we pretty much discovered them at the same time, didn't we? Through Tim I think and Julie. So yeah, yeah. Through Tim. <laughs> Tim yeah. uh, Affen. Yes, Tim. yes. Tim let me know album, yeah. Yeah. She's an angel, that was another one. This song, all their music, they're, they're such talented musicians, obviously, but they just don't take music serious, I don't think. Or maybe they just do take it serious, but they're on drugs while they're taking it serious. They're so, they're so good. They're, like the, the instrumentation, they've got so much going on, it's hard to keep track of what's going on when it's good you know you, you're having to listen to it over, over again and discover new things within it they're very diverse musically yeah. as well and it's like I love in this song particularly they've got I think I think I'm probably wrong but I think it's a baritone sax that adds an extra layer of bass uh, it's like a higher la- higher layer of bass over the the existing bass and I just comes in every now and then and just f- flatulates and I love it <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just such a it's such a good song. But I just wonder what they would be like if they took music serious. No, don't want them to take probably music not serious. as good. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. They are, they are to music what punk was to a genre. You know, they're, they're inoffensive boundary pushers. You know, this is avant-garde pop. It's pushing an entire area of music and, and going, you can do this with it, you know. You, you don't have to be baby baby. You can yeah. do something different. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's much respect for well, that. because of that, I don't think they ever got the acclaim that they deserved. It's ridiculous. The, these guys, we just spoke about osmosis. These guys have been around forever. Oh, you know. I, I thought they would have... Uh, you know, been more popular. Than yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, Birdhouse in the Soul is 13 million streams. Only 13 million. Mm. And and in Istanbul is 20 million. If you know Istanbul. Oh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Istanbul, oh, Constantinople. So many good songs. Yeah, exactly. A couple of I've, I've got some great quirky things about these guys, right? So the name comes from a George C. Scott uh, film from 1971. They might be giants. I oh, think yeah. I've actually seen that film. Oh, yeah. They formed in 1982 in Massachusetts. Now this is one of the best things I've ever ever come across. Right, the band had all their equipment stolen early in their career and Linnell um, that's I think his name is Rich Linnell Rich Linnell from the band broke his wrist so to compensate they played tapes of home recordings on their answer phone which they dubbed Dial a Song which you can still call today and I have the number here if you want it so what say that again <laughs> so they had all their gear stolen yeah they couldn't play. Then their, I think it's their bass player broke his wrist. Right. So they took their home recordings and put them onto an answer phone. Yeah, the old tape answer phones. Why did they put on 
Emancipation. So then you could dial up and listen to one of their songs. Because I couldn't gig. Dial a song, right? Fuck right off. And you can let's still... Do, let's do that now. Uh, it's an international. I've got the number, but you can still call it today. Fuck right off. The number is, um, in brackets, <laughs> 718. Wait a minute, is it... 718? Oh. It's an American number. It's an American number, yeah. How much do you reckon that's going to cost me? I have no idea. So do it through It'd probably be cheaper for Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, uh, the number is 718-387-6962. I feel like for, 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 we, have to, we should do it for the podcast. <laughs> uh, they've had a number of uh, number of songs featured in uh, TV. Obviously, they had the theme two tune. Well, they had the theme tune to Malcolm in the Middle as well. No, it wasn't two and a half men. That was it. Dude. Malcolm in the Middle, and obviously yeah. Mickey Mouse Club Aves. What's the number? Really? Hot, the dog? Number? hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot that one. What's the number? So that uh, in brackets, it's 718. In brackets, 718. Yeah, I don't know how that know. works. Was that I'm not the boss of you? Malcolm yeah, that's middle. the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what I thought two and a half men. I, I don't have brackets. Oh, I don't know how to do it then, Rich, but that's the number. Shit. But yeah, that apparently... been a podcast. Uh, well, re- re- read it again, read it again. 387 6962. I'm just going to try to call on Skype here, see if I can, because I've got free stuff to Skype here. Just hang on. This is crazy. <laughs> you, you, you know who this band actually kind of reminds me of now that, now that, because there's a Canadian equivalent to this band that d- did really well, uh, and to me, sort of feels the same in, in the way, you know, because, you know, Richie, you're talking about how they don't take their music seriously but you know personally i feel like that is going to make them like people will will listen to them forever because they're they're just it's very joyful but the band that to me is very similar is uh bare naked ladies oh god yeah absolutely yeah it's got that kind of it's got that sort of experimental but Didn't, it's almost like one you week? know we is don't really they did one week they did the if i had a million dollars uh, the Big Bang Theory song, song. Yeah. the whole universe is in a hot damp state. That's, oh, they did that, that's, that's did they? ladies, yeah. That, that's very much they might mm. be joined. They're, they're, yeah, they're very avant-garde, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially for the time. Definitely mm. a leaf out of these, these guys' books. But didn't they might be joined, too? Because they did a whole... Um, it just reminded me when you said that thing about the Big Bang Theory. They did that um, that, that song, the whole... The, 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 the sun is a massive incandescent gas. That yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. that's, that's but they did a whole science... CD, didn't they? They did an album of kids' songs to teach kids science. Yeah, they did, yeah. But that, that's where that came from. What was you saying about Bare Naked Ladies, Troy? What's that? What was you saying about Bare Naked Ladies? Oh, just that, I, you know, for me, like, I, I felt like they were, they, were the, they were the kind of band that really stretched... Um, they kind of did what what I feel and maybe this is why I like the Violent Femmes so much is that they were sort of flying in the because at the time when they came out there was a lot of like grunge and it was super like the Nirvana was at their you know kind of peaking and and they came out with this you know they were like highly trained very uh educated musicians with this kind of weird quirky acoustic pop that really didn't take it itself very seriously so i just really uh when i listened to this heard the birdhouse in your soul song and and some of the other songs that me uh they may be giants did it, it to me it's reminiscent of that very much so yeah I agree. yeah i think yeah absolutely i think, yeah. I, think I agree with that yeah you mentioned nirvana there that's another good uh, they might be giants cover to check it out. Um, YouTube, they might be giants. Do uh, smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> they uh, they do it within the chord. Oh, very good. <laughs> it's absolutely. Amazing. I think I may have heard. And again, that. I think they forget the words halfway through. It's another radio phone, and he just kind of goes <laughs> within the accordion in the background. It's brilliant. <laughs> 
Uh, right, and now that is a find and a half that is made. That is yes, fantastic. Yes, uh, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't call it a find. <laughs> no, but yeah, springing those guys to yeah. attention is is fantastic. Yeah. Right, so we have to sort out a genre for next time. For my good self, I'm doing it next time. Oh, have we got the Bible? Uh, it's outside. Uh, or Troy, do you have a musical genre that you'd like to go and find me some? Uh, like me to go find some music from? Or do you want? Yeah, to... you know. Uh, go on. How about how about how about late sixties, like early punk? Early punk. Oh, Wayne, I love that one. Early punk. I'll go look for it. So pre nineteen seventy, call it yeah. Like like yeah, like it would be cool to find. Like if you could find my challenge to you is find the song that turned the corner and created punk. Oh, oh well, that's, that's a, challenge. a challenge and a half. This is the intense hardcore genre musical challenge. Ooh. Not the, I can't fucking do that challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that a go. This week, Wayne is challenged to identify like the that. birth of punk. I suddenly feel a sickie coming on for next time. Wow. <laughs> Don't wonder if it'll be on Spotify if you do punk. I'll do some, I'll do some mad research on that. I'll watch some documentaries like I always do, because I love that I shit. I like that one, Troy. Well, That's a very good I'll one. I'll give you that. a clue. It's not the violent femmes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right then, so we move on to the last section of the show, which is the... Artist Spotlight! Take it away, Richard. Yes, so the Artist Spotlight, as usual, we have our guest and host for the, the evening, and this week it's been Troy Kokel, and thank you uh, again for joining us. So tell us a bit about yourself, Troy, tell us what you've been, you know, what you've been up to, what's new, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Well, I, you, uh, strangely enough, my, as a, as a, I started off as a songwriter, and I started out sort of, sort of later in my life, I had a, I had a full-time job as a, as a business analyst with the city of Calgary in Alberta, Canada, and we we're songwriting as a hobby and just for fun and kind of a long story short but we ended up writing a song that that we we met a label and we met uh, these folks uh, through the music business and they called us on a um we told them about a song that we had written and, and when i say we i'm talking myself and my wife Joni delorier and i we were telling them about a song that we wrote just in fun and they called us the next tuesday and said hey you guys said you wrote a song send it to us and and we didn't, because we were new and didn't know anything about the music business. We just sent them the song, and, and I recorded it on my Garage Band on my on my Apple computer. And the song, uh, they loved it, and it got cut. They took it to Country Music Television, which is a CMT. It's a it was a big uh, music video. Uh, it still exists. And they took it to uh, the big uh, radio conglomerates and and the Country Music Association, and everybody loved it. It got cut, and the song did as well. It stayed in the top ten for like twelve weeks, and Billboard listed it number six all time on Canadian country radio, just like a couple years ago. No and so yeah, so it was like after that, we we're kind of like okay. I guess we're doing this, and so we. What, what song was that? Sorry, it, sorry. It, 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 it was. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but the song is called <laughs> "Pickup Truck." Pickup Truck, and it was recorded by an artist named Shane Yellowbird. And it, the song itself, you know, it, it broke the artist, it broke the label, and, and so it. For us, because of the the fact that I wasn't in the songwriting business and I wasn't part of the music business, it was I played for about the last you know for for eight years after I played catch up you know learning about the country music world, 
learning about the songwriting world, learning about music publishing and songwriting. And so my, and I was telling uh, Richie in the break here that we, while I was working, you know, I had to, I basically, uh, you know, decided somewhere along the line, you know, I need to learn how to produce my own work so that I don't have to pay somebody to, you know, two, three thousand bucks or five, six hundred dollars to do a demo because we'll go broke trying to uh, continue to songwrite if I don't learn. And so uh, my recording, because this last record I put out, I, I mixed it and I mastered it and I just did everything on it. And, and that it was largely an exercise for me to just say, OK, I know how to do this. And it was a much bigger task than I ever thought it was going to be. And it's it's a it's a never ending learning curve for me but it's it's opened up doors on the production side and the songwriting side as well but and then as well as uh for me you know once i finished that recording i was able to put it out and and our public radio system kind of like your your bbc sirius xm in the united states licenses some of those channels and i got added to uh, a couple singles got added uh, north america wide and and I, you know, won a couple awards, and so it's been really great. Different sort of side thing that kind of happened by accident. This record that, you know, I, I won some awards, and and so I'm really proud of it. And it was just a, it was just a fun. It's been so much fun, and getting to talk to guys like you and 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 meet some new people on the other side of the of the business, you know. So as an artist, so it's been really really great. It's crazy, you got artists out there, and them, you know, them, them doing everything they can, trying so hard to to get the names out there, and you happen to do it just by accident and you weren't even trying <laughs> it says a lot about your work well, that you didn't need, even need to try that just, just a casual it, conversation it, with the right just person. a casual conversation and your work was that good it, it just worked it's amazing well, well, I think part of it too, and if I've learned anything about the music business, so I, I help artists get record deals. I, I produce music and I songwrite for other art, other artists. And I and I, one thing I've noticed, we have some friends. Uh, one of my friends just got signed to a major U.S. label, and you know, every time we see that happen, there there seems to be three things that elements that I look for in an artist. That that and one of them is you know talent, of course, is is the last, the least important. It, their their work ethic is number two, and the number one thing we look for is integrity. You know, do they show up on time? Are they respectful? Because those people seem to be the ones that have all three of those elements that seem to not only be able to succeed in the business, but also uh, stay, stick around for a long time. Because as you guys know, the music business is tough and you fail more than you succeed. And so for me personally, uh, you know, to, to comment on your on your uh, on your comment, I feel like I've learned from that, you know, to be respectful, to keep working because I have failed more than I've succeeded. And so through all of that, um, you know, as long as I, I feel as long as I'm respectful and hardworking and, and just pick myself up and, and keep going, uh, good things have happened. So it's I don't think it's as much of a function of me being, quote unquote, you know, good more that I just, you know, I'm too stupid to quit so <laughs> you know but i really do i do really do believe that is a quality of of people that succeed is that is that patience uh, coupled with that persistence it's so critical for the people that i know that have been you know signed to to record labels uh and and have gone on to do great things uh you know it's uh so yeah it's uh it's been a really i learn i think i learn more from from the business than i than i do uh anything else so it's really really awesome yeah i think uh well, um yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Uh, <laughs> your song that you you bring in today, uh, Light Bulb. It's yes, sir. One of the best songs I've. If, if not, I think if I if I was to choose 
if I was to do a top ten, 10 list of my favourite songs of all time, I think Light Balls might make it on there. I absolutely love that song. I play it all the time. It went straight to my playlist before the song had even finished. My son loves wow. it. He's two. It's such a good song. Wow. It puts me in mind of um, the... If you've heard of Nisloppy, no, I have not. Nisloppy, they did a song called J- uh, JCB, and it's kind of um, yeah. a whim. Well, that no, yours yours is a bit darker than that. His was a bit more whimsical, but um, I don't know. I just love it. It's such a good song. Um, That's interesting to say, Stark, because I remember when you brought us a head to head. It was a bit of a bone of contention because you Wayne thought it was really dark, and I I kind of got something different from it. So <laughs> while well, you while you're on the line, Troy, we might as well ask you what was, was, it, yeah. was it supposed to be? Because, uh, for sure. And I th- and I think everything and this is what I, I will count you know when I'm talking to new songwriters and new artists you know and even when I listen to music I think we're all moved by something that is real and so for me one of my big songwriting exercises to avoid you know writer's block is to go into a Starbucks or a coffee shop when it's loud and just type exactly where my head is at in that moment and when I came up with that idea the chorus you know i'm a light bulb in the box uh, tape tape shut full of rocks and, and it's, i'm just tumbling it's fucking down awful. I, the... to be honest with you. I wasn't yeah. singing it really loud today at work at all you yeah. know what i mean and while yeah. on my own in the back of the factory i wasn't screaming out <laughs> those lyrics at all fucking terrible <laughs> yeah totally try, try try needs a counselor um but uh, but I think it's really important, you know, as a, when you're creating any kind of uh, creative work is just to be really honest because that honesty, I feel like it translates into something that people can relate to because we're all we, we all have those moments and we all and I think if you're if you're pulling back your punches or you're not being honest, then, uh, you know, I think people tend to disconnect a little bit from it. And and sometimes that's OK. But uh, yeah, so it's definitely meant lyrically to be dark but i i felt like uh you know having um uh, a levity or or a a lightness to the production would make it a little more um you know it would invite you to listen a little better and and uh and the video which i did all myself which was a a god it was just yeah thank you it was a it was a god awful nine months i I couldn't (laughs) believe how hard it was this is one of the stop motion puppets yeah yeah, oh my god yeah it's like yeah it was i could it was unbelievable amount of learning and work and and i just i completely Underestimated how difficult it was going to be, but I felt like uh, you know, for me, it was just uh, it was all fueled by joy. So you know, it was I'm really grateful for it. And um, I think the whole yeah, work, it's, the it's whole the a... whole work from the video yeah. to to the to the music is an absolute masterpiece. It. Every, oh, everything you. about it. I mean, you've and the amount of work you put it into it, the time. I think it's been worth every single second because oh, I, I, I can't you. It was, fault it at all. You see, with the darkness. I mean, I, I get what you're saying about what the song's about, but it, it kind of like for me, I took a more positive vibe that you've got somebody who's in that emotional place where they're so fragile, but somebody's coming alongside them and trying to help them through it. I, I think, yeah. I, I think that's what I, I think that's what I focused on, maybe because of the happy <laughs> jolly music, <laughs> and it's rare. For me to do that because normally I focus on the darkness of the song. Yeah, yeah, but I think we all have that, you know, and I think that is so, uh, you know, when we're songwriting or when you, you you guys are creative as well, and, and I think I've found that when the more honest I am and the more I let my guard down when I'm being creative, the more you know opportunity opens up. For me as a producer or a songwriter, you know, fear is probably the biggest, you know, obstacle in the way of, of a creative person. And so I, I really try uh, uh, all the time to remind myself to just uh, not allow myself to inject any fear into the process. And, and, if, and if I can do that, then most of the time it's 
at least not bad half the time. So no, that's a yeah. quote and a half, isn't it? Fear is the enemy of creativity. Got mm. that on the t-shirt. Yeah, that's got to be on the t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> stealing that truck. <laughs> so, um, Troy, are you a performer? Do you go out and do shows, or is that, or, or do you leave that up to other people? Yeah, well, when we started, when I started out in the business, I was a, a side musician and a road manager for a, a label act that we that we were working with, and so I started out performing almost right away and you know I was music so it was a little bit intimidating but I think if I was to you know you know sort of label myself it would probably be you know jack of all trades master of none <laughs> so I'll go out and play sometimes usually when I'm playing I, I, I play to captive audiences that are listening because I have a lot of weird songs as you guys have already discovered they're, they're not sort of you know normal avant-garde um, pop and yeah well avant-garde <laughs> so and, and and I tend to uh, spread my time out uh, working with artists you know on the songwriting side producing side and then I do perform uh, especially now that I put this record out it's uh, it's opened up opportunities but I feel on the creative side performing has really helped the production and the songwriting side as well so I have a little more empathy and uh, can be a little more mindful of what I'm creating and what I'm helping the artists try to achieve when they come to the studio so so do you have any shows coming up uh yeah I've got, we have a, a 12 show um, it's like a songwriter uh, tour that we're doing here uh, in the fall it hasn't been announced yet. It's it's in, uh, in one of our. We have provinces. I, I don't think you. I don't know if you have provinces in the UK, but we have, we you have know, provinces that are as big. Counties. Okay. We have so counties. we have like. Yeah, our, I think yeah, I think our provinces are about the size of the UK. Each of them, <laughs> yeah, probably. They're 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 massive, and it's like. Uh, but uh, so we're going to be touring in uh, in the middle of Canada, uh, out in the out in the prairies, and and so uh, we're doing that uh, over the next. Uh, it's going to be October, November, and uh, yeah, and so I'm going to be doing that with a, a few folks, and I'll I'll be posting that on my socials as soon as that's all confirmed, and uh, and uh, besides that, I do a lot of mentoring. And I do a lot of uh, production stuff, but uh, yeah, performances uh, t- uh, TBD uh, over in the next uh, couple months. So cool. And do you have anything yeah. else in the pipelines in the way of music? Any new singles? Any albums? Anything else? Stop motion. Yeah, puppets. Yeah, opus. Yeah. Any more cartoons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet. I'm actually working on a, a, my next uh, ne- next song. I'm going to put out, and I don't know if it's going to be if I'm going to put it with a whole other album right away. But I'm doing. I'm working. Working on a, a full animation right now. I'm actually going to I'm I'm going to a, an animation school if you can believe it or not because I have so much spare time, uh, which I don't. Um, but I'm going I'm going I'm going to an animation school for about three months in the evenings, and I'm I'm working on animation for a a new song. Uh, it's called Like a Record that I wrote myself, and I'm going to do same deal. I'm going to I did all the production and and I wrote it, and so I'm going to do this animation. It's going to come out on Record Store Day in April. So, so you're going to release the video and the song together or yeah you bet and if you go to if you go to my uh, Troy Kokel Facebook music page you can actually see a little clip of that uh, of the beginning of that of that animation you'll so, have to check that uh, out which I've yeah so it's uh, it's uh, it's basically a day in the life of a, of a tape cassette uh, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. awesome tape cassette is what yeah. we had before yes. CDs CDs are what yeah. we had before MP3s for all the people of you know <laughs> yeah. less than 20 yeah. years yeah. old all the youth out there <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, we had mini yeah. discs, but they didn't catch on. You, you had one, though, didn't you? I had a yeah. mini disc player. It's weird, yeah. you know, because. 
What, what came first was vinyl. And the youth today, they don't know what cassettes are, and they don't really know about, um, well, cassettes, but they know CDs what an MP... They know what an MP... They know what an MP3 is, and they know what vinyl is. It's like, it's like the middle disappeared, but the start and the... F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strange. But, yeah, um, I will check that out on Facebook. If our listeners want to follow you... And they want to listen to your work, and you know, send you, yep. s- stalk you on social media. Where can that? Where can they do oh, that? I'm on all the all the interwebs: Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm a, a big Instagram guy, so just Troy Kokel, T R O Y K O K O L. I have my own website, TroyKokel.com. So I'm I'm as transparent as it can possibly be. And you want Spotify? You can probably even find out where. Well. I, yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, the whole works. You can probably even find out where I live if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, our listeners listen to you on Spotify and they like what they hear, where can they go and buy your work? The, you can buy it on iTunes. iTunes has it and also CD Baby. And I think that's it. Cool. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, the, that's, uh, I think I think that's uh, we'll round it round it up there then and then we'll uh, sort out what's happening next next time. Who's the special guest on the next episode? The special guest on the next episode, Wayne. You think I would know that? I've got to ask you every week, so yeah, you think you'd know that. Mm. While he's just looking that up, have we got any news? Because we've got to do news at the start. Uh, We do not, not that I can think of. We have the Funk in the Forest. Yes, we've got a couple of festival specials. That's coming out this week, so it'll already be out by the time this is released. I'm just just reiterating. The the Ustock Festival special is out now. You can catch catch up with that. The Funk in the Forest festival special will be out the day after we record this. So it's it's, it's already out now, yes. And the Octane one will be coming very soon. Cool. That's just a. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Who's the guest? The guest for next time is TTT Types. Types. Yeah. Types. Types. Yeah, so he's our special guest. As always, we'll have the five rounds. We have the head to head. I'm leading seven, seven, six, three at the moment. Yeah. Some catching up to do. Types will be bringing Hidden Masterpiece and Forgotten Classic. The Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge mode is The to Birth myself. of Punk. The Birth of Punk, that's what the we should call it. Yes, punk. early punk. Anything pre-1970 that mm. led into the punk era. Yeah. As chosen by our special guest, Tro- Troy. And then we'll finish it with t- 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 Types as the uh, artist spotlight. Yeah. So, all that's left to do is to say thank you to Troy for joining us on the show this evening, taking time out of your day. Although I think it's Probably afternoon where you are now. Yep, three at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Time for for afternoon coffee. Another you coffee. Know, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been more than a pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to great to speak to you, you guys. It was a fun time. Cool. And uh, obviously, when you release all your stuff in the future, send, send it, hopefully you'll send it across to us so as we can keep up with what you doing and the likes and hopefully get you back in the future sometime probably have to be Would next year that. probably have to be next year now though we're fully booked up till christmas unfortunately that's awesome cool. we'd love that so yes that's it thank you for joining me i've been richard neil i've been wayne and he's been troy coco <laughs> thank you for listening if indeed you still are goodbye 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 been talking half the night but I'm just hearing voices in my head telling me just watch a step mind the gap boy look out for the edge 
Cause I've been broken before Picking pieces off the floor But I'm still looking for a girl like you I'm a little fragile, shattered and bruised Yeah, I got a little black and blue So gunshot, looking for a girl like you I'm just a light bulb in a box Tape shut full of rocks And I'm just tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box Yeah, I'll be turned to dust If I keep tumbling down Tumbling down Once bitten, twice as shy But when it comes to you I take that chance Pull myself together, girl And I'd put every fragment in your hands Oh, cause I've been Fucking before Picking pieces off the floor But I'm still Looking for a girl like you I'm a little fragile Shattered and bruised Yeah, I got a little black and blue, so gunshot Looking for a girl like you Cause I'm a light bulb in a box Tape shut full of rocks And I'm just tumbling down Like a light bulb in a box Yeah, I'll be turned to dust if I keep tumbling down Tumbling down Sorry, Miller. Mind you, you did have a massive one earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I warned myself out with that early yeah. introduction. If you want a better introduction to the round, <laughs> go back to the start of the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you realise there's somebody now who's just stuck on this permanent loop. He gets to the <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the ending of the dark, the dark Tower, isn't it? Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> He never actually makes it to the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trapped in a room listening to us on repeat. Yeah. Oh. And, and Christopher, Christopher Christopher Smith died in his room late one night, starved, starved, was starved to death because uh, he never went, never went out of the room listening to a podcast on repeat. Yeah. They kept telling him to go back to the start. To start. Okay, edit that out. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> that was good. Right. Okay, so. 
the intense hardcore musical <laughs> challenge John, John musical challenge. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters. And it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 Leaf. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.